It's Monday, November 8th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, the very worst of queer comedy. Plus, gender fay and gender flora. I hope you know the difference. Asking Planned Parenthood if you can keep your aborted fetus. And don't willingly hand over your phone if there's dog sex videos in it. Distorted View Daily proudly presents someone who doesn't like receiving an enema. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. Push F on my Twitter sheet. And I love the application of semen in my mouth. Welcome to 1-800-ASSHOLE. Mrs. Butterworth is twice as thick, and it's made with horse urine. The vagina is full of eggs. Yes, Tim Benson, back here with you finally to start a new week of programs. Thank you so much for joining me and uh, putting up with the best of show. I had to uh, post a little earlier. As I mentioned last weekend, I was planning to uh, go up and visit my mom. She lives in my hometown of Ashtabula. And sure enough, I made my way up there. Man, is it a shithole. God damn, it's a shithole. It's uh, an economically depressed area. And it's been like that since 1960. They have not figured out a way to become prosperous. Before 1960, oh, Ashtabula was doing great. I was looking at old photos of like the downtown area and the, the harbor area near the lake. It was a hopping place. They had an amusement park, theaters, hotels, department stores, like those like uh, multi-level, you know, department stores where you could like take an elevator to the third floor, third floor lingerie. Now everything is fucking decrepit from the buildings to the people. It's a very old population. What was once the theater in the hotel is now a senior activity center. What once was that multi-level department store is nothing. The the building's crumbling. Every time I go up to Ashtabula, I hear the same thing from people. Guess what's coming in? There's always something new coming in that's getting everyone's hopes up. Yeah, we're getting a Kohl's. It's going in right across the street from the mall. Yes, Ashtabula does have a mall. It is no longer really a mall. There are three stores in there. One is a gun store. The other is Joanne Fabrics. And the rest of the mall is used as a a urgent care or some bullshit. Anyway, whenever I go up to Ashtabula, there's always something new. Guess what's coming in? We're finally getting a Starbucks. These things never pan out, by the way. We've been getting a new Starbucks and a new Kohl's department store for about 20 years. They've yet to materialize. The one thing that is proliferating... Really doing well. Uh, it's, it's, it's a stronghold for the company. It's Dollar General. Every time I come home, there's a new store. There are, there are like, on every street. As a matter of fact, if you go to the store locator at Dollar General and you type in Ashtabula zip code, which is 44004, you will see in a 10-mile span, there are 11 stores. That's more than a store every mile. <laughs> it's... And somehow there, there's new ones being built. Like at the very bottom, it's like, coming soon, a new store. Uh, about a year and a half ago, people in Ashtabula were losing their goddamn minds because finally something new came to Beulah. And that was a Chipotle. The newspaper ran multiple articles every step of the way of the construction of this Chipotle. The excitement was palpable. People were like, finally, stuff's happening in Ashtabula. Businesses are going to start moving in. I drove past that Chipotle this weekend. No one was in there. Have you ever gone to a Chipotle where there were like no customers? No, it's always busy in there. Not in Ashtabula. You want to know why? Because the burritos cost too much money. 
People in my hometown are not willing to spend eight or nine dollars on a burrito. I can go to Taco Bell and get a Mexi melt for four. I don't think in the history of Chipotle they have ever closed a store. I've never seen one shut down. This will be the first. Within 12 months, that Chipotle will be no more. And this is why you're not getting a Target. Oh, I've heard that. We're getting a Target. Guess what? Guess what's coming in? No, you can't support a Chipotle. You're you're not going to be able to support a Target or a Kohl's. And it's like, those aren't even really like high-end stores. It'll continue to be all Dollar Generals unless you need to pick up something fancy. That's what we have the Walmart for. So that is the sad state of affairs of Ashtabula. My mom's doing good, I think. She might be going senile. I mean, she was like totally with it the entire time. Like I was showing her how to use her new phone. She was playing with it. She wanted to get on Amazon. She has never ordered anything on Amazon. So uh, we, we put her credit card in there. She was she ordered a toaster. She figured it out all by herself. Mentally, she seemed okay, except... You know, I had my brother come over because I brought my mom this uh, TV and I needed him to help me carry it in. So we were all sitting around the table talking with me, my brother, his wife, my sister-in-law and my mom. The topic of anal sex came up and I'm proud to say I was not the one to initiate this conversation. However, I do know a little something about it. So I was able to participate, speak knowledgeably on the subject. At one point, my mom was like, that is just disgusting. And I, of course, reminded her that she has talked about way worse things on the show. And I had her read those Craigslist personal ads. And I played a few for for my brother. I think the one that really got him going was this one. You are are a filthy cum dumpster. I am going to crank open your disease-ridden mouth with my meat stick and jab it down into your throat until you vomit all over my balls. Do you want to know what my mother said in regards to this? She said, I didn't know you were recording me. That's my voice. Freaks, this bit has been going on for years. I was like, how could you not know? I mean, I've told her, Mom, you're on my show. Sometimes you don't hear it in the call because I'll cut that part out. But I do let her know that I'm recording my show when I call her. I was like, what do you think I'm doing when I call you up? And she thought I was just sort of relaying the information back to you guys. Like, my mom said something funny. Oh, you should have been there. I was blown away, and I was almost ready to put her in a home after that. The hell are you talking about, woman? You probably just didn't want to admit to my brother that she knew that she was recording this filth for me. He really did quite enjoy it, though. All right, so that was my trip to Ashtabula. Mom's doing good, I think. I'll see her again on uh, Christmas, I guess. I got some great audio to share with you today. Everyone is talking about that uh, Travis Scott incident. You know, the incident in which, like, eight people died, including kids. A bunch of people asked me, uh, do you even know who Travis Scott is? And I'm like, yes, I got the meal at McDonald's. He's, you know, he, he made that meal. That's the only thing I know that Travis Scott did. I assumed he was a, an athlete. I thought he was a basketball player. So, no, I did not really know who Travis Scott was. No, I knew he was a rapper. Haven't heard any of his music, but I was vaguely aware of him. The thing that I have learned is that uh, Travis Scott really likes his concerts to be rowdy. He encourages people to get up out of their chairs in mosh pits. That's something else I learned. That apparently at rap concerts, there are mosh pits. He will verbally assault people in the crowd who he feels are not having a fun enough time. Pretty sure he calls those people faggots. I've got a couple clips here from various Travis Scott concerts. The first one here, he is crowd surfing and then spits on a concert goer. Come here, bitch. The music. Get that motherfucker. Get him. Yeah, he wants the crowd to beat the fuck out of this guy. Why? Travis Scott says he was trying to steal his shoes while crowd surfing. You tried to take my shoe? You want to be a thief? Fuck him up. Fuck him up. Fuck him up. Then Travis Scott picks something up and throws it at him. 
Fuck him up! Fuck him up! Fuck him up! Fuck him up! Bad over again. He gets the whole crowd <laughs> chanting, fuck him up. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. Dude, you were crowd surfing. Maybe, you know, the guy was just like maybe lifting your foot and, and, and your shoe was coming off. He, he may have not been stealing it. I mean, he probably was, right? Boo! 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 He spit on him there. Fuck his ass up! Here's another outburst at a Travis Scott concert. Hey, cool. None of you faggots who just sitting here looking like a bunch of queers. Yeah, I think he, yeah, he's upset because they're not up dancing. You wearing a fucking LaFlame shirt, motherfucker. Then you better act like it, bitch. I'm going to rip it off your fucking back. Well, he's just trying to pump up the crowd. Here he is yelling at a cameraman at one of his concerts. Hey, 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 get your fucking nerdy ass off the stage, bro. Go. Now, you. Off. Yes, I don't know you, bro. Go, go, go. Nobody on stage, bro. Nobody on stage, bro. No disrespect. I'm an artist. No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care if you're working for Summer Jam. Bye. You're not working for Travis. This isn't Summer Jam. This is a Travis Scott show. Yeah, it's obvious Travis wanted the concert goers to hear all of what he had to say because even though he's walking off stage with the cameraman he makes sure to hold that microphone up to his mouth the entire time in all of these videos recent comments are like oh you'll stop a concert for a missing shoe but not when people are being crushed to death oh you'll stop a concert because someone's not dancing but you won't stop a concert when dozens of people are stampeded on that's exactly what happened, and that's why Travis Scott is in hot water. Eight people died, I guess, and dozens were injured. It was so bad that the crowd was actually pleading with Travis Scott at the concert to to stop it, to turn off the music. No, he is not going to stop the show. He is going to crank up that auto-tune. You bitches are here to dance. And yes, that may mean dancing on top of corpses. At this point, according to the video here, Travis Scott nods and smiles while people scream and plea for their lives. Oh yeah, there he is. He is smiling. To be fair, it's kind of hard to hear what they're chanting, but apparently it's help us, help us, help me. But like screeching, you know? I have got here the Travis Scott apology video. I'm getting some YouTuber fucked up vibes here. You know, like when Josh Charles does something pedo-y. Hey sisters, I just want to get on here and clear the air. If Travis Scott calls us all sisters, you'll you'll know that this is all plagiarized. I just want to send out prayers to the big sigh. That's good. To the ones that was lost last night. Rubbing his face. We're actually working right now to identify the families so we can help assist them through this tough time. It's doing good here. You know, he can't cry because, you know, he's not a pussy faggot. That'd be the worst thing he could do. But, you know, it sounds like he's broken up over the whole thing. You know, my fans, my fans, like, my fans really mean the world to me. And Okay, now's not the time to make this about you. Really mean the world to me. And I always just really want to leave them with a positive experience. Hey, cool. And none of you faggots who just sitting here looking like a bunch of queers. I know when I think of a Travis Scott concert, I think of a life-affirming, uplifting, spiritual experience. Mission accomplished, my friend. With a positive experience. And any time I can make out, you know, anything that's going on, you know, I, you know, I stop the show and, you know, help them get the help they need, you know? You tried to take my shoe? You tried to take my shoe? I'm just going to start accusing everyone of that. Even if, you know, my shoes are still on my feet. Hey, you trying to take my shoe? Don't be trying to take my shoe. Fuck him up. Fuck him up. Fuck him up. By the way, he's wearing penny loafers. Like 20 bucks, dude. You're a rapper. You should be wearing um, Reeboks or something. I don't know. I don't know what do rappers wear. Yeezys. 
You know, the problem may not be Travis Scott himself. It's, uh, it's rap music. It's all about beating hoes and getting crunked. It's the music and it's the culture that's the problem. You never hear of people getting trampled at a Christian pop concert. If you are a rap fan, I want you all just to go into this with an open mind. I'm going to play for you a song that I think you might like. It's called Put It Off. If this was a rap song, this would be one of the hoes that need to get beat. What we actually have here, though, is a Christian song all about working through your marital woes. That's what my husband say. Mm-mm. That's what my husband say. Mm-mm. We never go on dates. You get home from work too late. You know, that's what my wife say. Mm-hmm. There's not appeared to be a lot of love in this relationship, but that's okay. I don't know if this marriage is gonna last because all we do is fight. But God offers us some help, 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 help. Gives us a friend of self, self, self. It's interesting because this couple obviously needs some intensive counseling. It's pretty clear they hate each other. He never treats me sweet. Can't stand his stinky feet. Hey, you. They smell like rotten meat. Uh, uh, uh. She always has to nag. Makes me carry her handbag. Her cooking makes me gag. The only real solution this song provides is uh, just open the Bible and start praying and God will fix all of your marital problems. Uh-huh. But we start even know what this couple is really fighting about i just know that i'm on the husband's side here because this bitch's voice is driving me crazy i can't imagine listening to her 24 fucking hours a day and you know read the bible all you want i don't think it's going to be able to help you fix her voice you know christians always say no matter what question you have turn to the bible the answers are all inside here i don't think you can help with this one although there is a lot of murder in the bible like people being drowned and stuff. Maybe go that route. Maybe maybe the answer is in the Bible. Anyway, there's a, a new musical artist. For some of you uh, ex-Travis Scott fans that don't want to support him anymore. Because, you know, he's basically a killer. Maybe go see this Christian couple in turmoil in concert. You'll be throwing yourselves on the floor asking people to trample on you. Let me out of my misery. Oh, speaking of uh, wishing to be put out of your misery... I've got a great, awful clip here from a comedy showcase. Let me correct myself. A queer comedy showcase. Now, here's the thing with gay comedians. I feel like the bar is a lot lower for them. You know, when it's a queer comedy showcase, you're not going to get the cream of the crop when it comes to comedy. If this was a regular comedy showcase, not a queer comedy showcase, uh, 99% of these queer comedians wouldn't be able to make the cut. They can't play with the big boys or big girls or big theys. This is presented by HBO Max. Uh, it's called Human by Orientation, Pride 2021. And the performer we're going to listen to for just a few minutes, because I can't take a lot of this, uh, is Megan Stalter. So she comes running on stage, and I think she's going to do some crowd work. Zoom in. <laughs> zoom in. <laughs> the camera does not zoom in. The camera guy's like, fuck you. You don't tell me what to do. Already, I can tell we're in trouble. I feel like she thinks she's a big star at this point. She's on Hi. TV. Oh, she's going out hey, into the crowd. Oh, my God. Everyone's here. Casey. <laughs> oh, my God. You came. Barnes & Noble. <laughs> Get a shot at Barnes & Noble. <laughs> hey. Oh, my God. It's creaky. <laughs> Everyone's here. Oh, my God. There's not a large crowd here. I would say 30 people. And it's just it's sad because you can tell she begged and pleaded with a lot of these people to come see her. <laughs> no, that's not funny. Cut that. Yeah, it looks like this is filmed on a rooftop. And, and she pretends to kind of want to jump off the edge. Oh, my God. No, that's not funny. Cut that. 
Um, and by the way, you guys are on camera. Get comfortable. Don't talk into the mic, though. Don't talk into the mic. What the? F- I don't even know what she what she means by that. Um, no, no, I, I am bisexual, but I am married to a tall gr- drink. <laughs> but I'm married to a tall drink of water back there. Don't film him. Don't film him, Mark. <laughs> my baby don't look behind mark <laughs> i love i love you and <laughs> i love you and i like you <laughs> um mark decided to come even though i asked him not to and he's <laughs> everyone's quiet like is she serious uh he's no he's standing right there don't look at him please i know you're looking um but mike when he saw what i was wearing he was like oh my god girlfriend what the heck are you wearing right now and he was like, should I pull it up? And I go, if you want to. I was like, maybe I'll pull your dress. My husband said this minutes ago before I left the house. Let me pull your dress. What's under there? Big shorts? <laughs> no, but I do love you. Yeah, that, that was a joke. She's wearing sh- shorts under her dress. I'm excited to uh, perform. I actually have a... Oh, you're performing now? This is the start. Oh, Jesus. I think she is doing this on purpose. Like she like this is almost like a Tim and Eric sketch and she's being manic, I guess, but it's still not funny and no one is really laughing. What's great is the camera occasionally will pan to the audience and people are just looking bored or just staring blankly. <laughs> um, you guys know that in 2013, I wrote a book called Big Gay Girl where I was exploring being gay. Then a couple weeks later, I wrote, never mind, I'm straight. <laughs> and then, of course, of course, uh, you know, things happen, and I realized I'm bi. And I wrote a book called Maybe She's Born With It, Maybe She's Bi. And uh, that's not all, and that's not the punchline, so I don't care that you guys didn't laugh. <laughs> no. I also am kind of a relationship guru. After giving it to everyone, I realized I wanted to give back to everyone. I had to look her up. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what... Is happening here. Megan Stalter is an American comedian. Okay, if you say so. In her videos, Stalter specializes in desperate, deluded characters prone to theatricality, frequent mispronunciations, and botched suicide attempts. So she, I think she, she's most known for doing little comedic videos, and I don't think it's translating well to stand-up comedy. Keep working on those suicide attempts, I guess. Um, so, right now I want to read a book that I'm working on right now called Stupid Stinky Love. <laughs> That's a funny title! Oh, would we get that? <laughs> she goes on for 17 minutes. I feel so bad for this audience. Did they pay to get in? That's That would be the funniest joke uh, of, the, of the whole night. In fact, people paid money to get tickets to see this shit. All right, so there you go. That's Megan Stalter. If you want to check her out, why you would want to, I don't know. I've got one more uncomfortable clip for you. This is a a woman who is trying to kick out her boyfriend. She says that uh, he got physical with her, sprained her arm. She's trying to kick him out of her apartment. He has turned into a baby. Okay, so you broke in. You broke in. I'm telling you to leave. I leaned against the door. No, the door was locked. I locked it and checked it. Stop! He's sitting on the floor up against the door. Stop! Please! Get out of my house stop! until you change your attitude. Please! Stop! Stop! Get out Please! of my house until stop! you change your attitude. Stop! He is not what we would call uh, an alpha male. Stop! Stop! Please! Please stop! Just stop! Now this is a relationship in turmoil. They should really open their Bibles and start praying. Fucking stop! It was locked so that you would not get in. She says the altercation was over uh, her spending 30 more dollars than what she intended to spend. Keep in mind, this is all her own money. Uh, That's what got him all upset originally and Guess he flew into a rage and attacked her. Stop! Just get out of my house. Stop! I'm not doing anything. It's weird that he could be so violent, but then when she's just like, okay, get out of my house, he breaks down. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Can we look at what you're doing right now? Over me asking for apology and you breaking in. I did not break in. After this temper tantrum and crying and whining, how could you ever see this guy in a sexual way again? 
This is who you're letting inside of your pussy? Girl, you need better quality control. This goes on for three minutes. Eventually, he gets up and he he runs upstairs. I mean, he's he's hiding from her. Just fucking walk out of my house. That was locked. Stop. 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 Okay, it was after this part that he runs upstairs. I think he's looking for his keys. Get out of my house. Give me my keys. Get out of my house. I don't know where your keys are. Get out of my house. I find his voice very interesting. You know, at first he's like, stop! And now it's much higher. And I gotta put my keys! I'll find him when you get out of my house! I will find him when you get out of my house and stop beating on my property! Listen, I can't take any more of this. It's been one annoying clip after another today. This whole show has been a test of patience. Hi, everyone. My name is Bunny. I use fun pronouns. No, God, no, not today. Any day. We can do this tomorrow. A bunny with bunny pronouns? Are you shitting me? Please stop. Stop. My name is Bunny. I use fun pronouns. I identify as gender fey. Ah, Why are you doing this to me? Is a type of non binary gender fluid identity. Stop. Ranges between uh, feminine with no feelings of masculinity. There's no point it can move around. (laughs) There are associated uh, identities in that family. There's gender fawn which is similar, but never encompasses feelings of femininity. There's gender fair, which is a form of gender fluidity that never yeah, encompasses okay. completely I don't, I'll never use male. these. So there are feelings of masculinity. I refuse to learn any more gender male. terms. Then there is gender floor, which is a form that never encompasses floor, male, fun, female, power. masculine, oh. feminine. It is a type of gender fluidity that only encompasses... It's so boring. I know this is like their entire identity... But for the rest of us, I don't think it's so much that we hate these people. It's that it's it's like it's boring. You know, when someone gets a new television, a new sound system or something, and they describe it to you about the fucking subwoofers and the tweeters and the inputs. And it's like, great. I'm glad you got something that sounds good. I don't give a fuck. It's good for you, but no one else should should care. And we don't. And it's not interesting. Whatever. You want to be called gender floor? Just what are your pronouns? Bunny? Hair? <laughs> Agender or non-binary uh, identities. And there we have the gender fey family of identities. There's a new one for you, freaks. Gender fey. And with that, I want to blow my brains out, but let's get into the news anyway. <laughs> If you're enjoying Distorted View Daily, uh, please consider signing up for the Sideshow. That is our member site where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs. I've been at Distorted View Daily since December 2004. That translates to like 4,000 past episodes. You can listen to every single one of them when you sign up. More importantly, every week I do brand new Sideshow exclusive podcasts. Typically on Tuesday and Thursday, that means tomorrow I'll be doing a Sideshow exclusive episode. Great time to sign up. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month. Even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. Again, superfreaksideshow.com. Thank you so much to all of my Sideshow members. They are the reason... Uh, This podcast is able to continue. So thank you so much, Sideshow Freaks. There are other ways to support the program. We've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distorted view. You pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. Uh, If you pledge $5, you get access to a special voicemail line. I will play your your calls first. You know the the drill. I say this every episode. Uh, Go there right now, patreon.com slash distorted view. Okay, three very quick stories now. First up. Elon Musk, who's like the world's richest man baby, recently made news. No, he did not announce a new Tesla vehicle, nor does this have anything to do with Starlink or SpaceX. 
he's just sort of getting into Twitter feuds the same way a 15-year-old would get into a Twitter feud. Except 15-year-olds don't typically direct their crude tweets to U.S. senators. That is who Elon is pissed off at. The first thing he did was he changed his Twitter name to Lord Edge. That led to, uh, you know, people on Twitter wondering what the fuck (laughs) Musk was up to. On the surface, the name appears to be a reference to the word edgelord. You've heard that uh, before online, right? That basically translates to someone who uh, frequently shares views that are considered controversial or uh, purposely offensive. Musk has been known to write provocative tweets. In the past, he's tweeted out pronouns suck. Sounds like someone doesn't know what gender fay is. He also tweeted the coronavirus panic is dumb. Now, prior to the change in his Twitter handle, uh, you may have read that Elon tweeted out a poll saying much is made lately of unrealized gains being a means of tax avoidance. So I propose selling 10% of my Tesla stock. Do you support this? He then said, I will abide by the results of this poll, whichever way it goes. 57.9% of the people said, yes, you should sell 10% of your Tesla stock. In response to this little stunt, I guess, U.S. Senator Ron Wyden tweeted, whether or not the world's wealthiest man pays any taxes at all shouldn't depend on the result of a Twitter poll. It's time for the billionaire's income tax. I don't think Elon liked that because he replied to Ron asking, why does your profile picture look like you just came? I kind of think he has a a mid-orgasm face. I've been waiting for uh, Ron, I'm sorry, Senator Wyden to reply, but uh, either he's a little shell-shocked or things are getting too dirty for him and he's decided to bow out. Now, Uh, Wyden is the chairman of the Senate Finance Committee, so he's a big deal, I think. Musk subsequently tweeted, Note, I do not take a cash salary or bonus from anywhere. I only have stock. Thus, the only way for me to pay taxes personally is to sell stock. And, you know, if Musk is a man of his word, it looks like the poll is indicating that he will sell 10% of his stock and, I guess, be taxed on that. So there you go. Billionaires finally getting taxed. Now leave him alone. Lord Edge has spoken. All right, second story we have for you. Did you know? An interesting court trial is starting up. Opening statements are expected in the trial of Julia Enright. She seems like a perfectly well-adjusted young lady. She's the Ash Burnham dominatrix accused of stabbing a former classmate to death four years ago inside of a treehouse that was outfitted with restraints. A jury was selected last Thursday. Enright is accused of murdering 20-year-old Brandon Chickless of Westminster, a former boyfriend, and leaving his body by the side of the highway in Ringe, New Hampshire, wrapped in trash bags. Prosecutors allege that Enright, a phlebotomist who had a side business as a dominatrix, lured Chickless to a treehouse near her home and then murdered him to satisfy a growing urge to kill. That's still not the weirdest thing about this story. The woman, 21 at the time, had a number of uh, deviant interests, prosecutors allege, including sexual cutting, blood play. The next one is a really big ting, ting, ting. Eight days before Chickless was last seen alive, Enright tried and failed to bribe Planned Parenthood to allow her to keep a fetus she aborted. She told the people at Planned Parenthood she wanted it so she could play with its bones. Ting! Enright, like a fucking psychopath, had a fascination with animal bones, prosecutors say, and routinely placed dead animals in bags or cages so she could use their bones to make art after they decomposed. Normal. Authorities searching her home found vials of blood... Ding. A used condom collection. I'm not even going to bother anymore with the ding. Numerous knives and a wet specimen. The prosecution and defense last month argued for hours about how much evidence jurors should be able to see. The defense argued much of it was irrelevant and unfairly prejudicial under the law. While prosecutors argued it was relevant to, among other topics, Enright's mental capacity and her motive. 
In rulings, uh, Judge Daniel M. Wren issued line-by-line judgments on much of the proposed evidence. The rulings do make clear that statements Enright made about her love of bone art, certain dominatrix photos, photos of knives seized from her room, and a red ink drawing of a dominatrix and a person tied up would be admissible. Does that mean the condom collection is not admissible? I mean, come on. It's unusual. And I really think it helps paint a clearer picture of who we're dealing with here. A complete fucking psychopath. Good God. Also admissible are photos authorities took in Enright's home of vials of blood, specimens, and dominatrix outfits and paraphernalia. Photographs of of plastic tubs with animal carcasses in various states of rotting will also be allowed. Excluded items include photos of buckets of organs... Why not? And a number of carcasses with the organs showing, as well as a video of the same with the defendant licking blood from a body part and a photograph of someone holding an organ. Guys, you know when I say organ in this context, I'm not talking about a musical instrument. Just want to make sure we're on the same page here. Judge Wren also ruled that a number of writings and journal entries Enright made were not admissible. Those are private. Stay out of my diary! Their personal thoughts. Personal thoughts of how I would like to play with my aborted fetus. Stick my hand in the lumpy mass of meat and blood and pull out bones. The bones of my aborted baby. Squishy, rubbery, so tiny and erotic. My goal is to clump up all of my dead baby bones and mold them into a rudimentary sex toy. Just think. This baby once threatened to take everything from me. My money, my freedom, absolutely everything will now be reconstituted into an object that will bring me pleasure instead of pain. From burden to me to burrowing in me, my dead baby bone dildo will be my greatest achievement. Aside from the deviant information at issue in the trial, prosecutors have several key pieces of evidence, including DNA matches for Chickless's blood in the treehouse and in Enright's car. Pretty damning, right? Chickless was remembered by family in his obituary as a kind young man who achieved the rank of life scout. Oh, he was a boy scout with Troop 41. <laughs> A 2015, I don't know, a 2015 graduate of Montachusett Regional Vocational Technical School. He was working for a local HVAC company at the time of his death. He enjoyed camping, hiking, and the outdoors. Final story we have for you today. If uh, you thought that last one was disturbing, uh, we got a story from not our most fucked up state, but you'd think... Florida man would be involved with this because this is out there, man. A Portland man under investigation for child rape botched his attempt to exonerate himself after providing police with his phone. Never give police your cell phone. That's a bad idea, especially in this case, because his phone contained videos of the suspect sexually abusing a dog and also a dead or unconscious deer. He fucked a deer. I'm not even sure what this guy's defense is. He's like, wait a second. Look, if I would have raped a child, I would have taken video of it. And as you can see from my phone, the only videos I have are of bestiality. Keep swiping up. Yeah, there's me sexually abusing the dog. More, More dog videos. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. You don't see any kids, do you? There's the dead deer. (laughs) Damon J. Cervantes or something. 32 was accused of raping a three-year-old child. He was supposed to be watching on September 25th. Oh, he was watching him a little too closely, a little too intently. (laughs) Yeah, looks real good. According to a probable cause affidavit filed in uh, the county circuit court, two other children were present who reported the incident in detail to another adult that day and later to crisis responders saying that the man told them to keep it a secret. Is that it? Just keep it a secret. He didn't threaten the kids like keep it a secret or I will kill your pets or fuck them. You got to threaten the kid with something. God, pedophiles are so dumb. After agreeing to come in for questioning, the man told detectives on September 28th that the children were lying. You know how kids are little shits making stuff up. 
Uh, he said his cell phone usage would prove that he was busy. Oh, he was busy at the time of the incident. The man showed some screen captures that he had taken to support his contention. Detectives say the man consented to police downloading a copy of his cell phone during the interview. A search of the phone turned up two videos taken from multiple angles. What a what a shoot. Yeah, apparently the video shows the man in his bedroom having sex with a pit bull. That's ballsy. Those things could turn on you. Uh, while wearing a shirt captioned, what day is it? Hump day. Now, appropriate. Detectives say they found another video that appeared to show Cervantes having sex with a recently deceased or heavily sedated deer. He roofied the deer in a separate incident, although the video does not show his face. The owner of the dog said the man's behavior around children had often weirded him out, adding that the dog had refused to eat for... <laughs> That's so sad. Poor dog. <laughs> the dog refused to eat for almost a week after being left in the man's care. Rontes, who had three prior felony convictions, now faces a slew of sex crimes, including first-degree rape, first-degree sex abuse, first-degree sodomy, luring a minor endangering the welfare of a minor and sexual assault of an animal. He was arrested on October 11th and pleaded not guilty for all 25 charges. The Portland resident is currently incarcerated uh, on bail of more than $1.5 million. He won't be getting out anytime soon. All right, there you go. That's what's happening in Portland and your world today. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Love to hear from you freaks. And there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash distortedview show. Yada, yada, yada. You know all the ways to contact me. And if you don't, uh, check out the website. You have all the information up there. All right, let's check in with some patrons. Hey, Tim. Haley's Comet calling in. I just quickly wanted to answer a question that you posed during Monday's Best of Show. After presenting us a 1980s commercial for medicated feminine suppositories and disposable douches, you quipped, aren't all douches disposable? Well, actually, disposable douches are a comparatively modern phenomenon, you see. Until the development of cost-effective plastic manufacturing techniques in the mid-20th century, most commercially available douching devices were, in fact, reusable, composed huh. of porcelain pumps and rubber tubing. This i got to be honest with you, I've never douched. In the case since the first mass-produced douching accessory pioneered by my personal hero, the Honorable Dr. Charles Knowlton in 1832. Oh, all right, all right. That's not the real Haley's Comet, but uh, thank you for all the information. Why do I have so many voicemails? Oh, my God. Like, we did it. Yeah, but I have a lot of uh, patrons calling in. So let's hey, blow through some Haley's of these. Comet calling up. There's the real Haley's Comet. You had asked me uh, which chick tracks my mother gave out at Halloween. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, at the time, the chick catalog had a uh, sampler pack oh. of Halloween tracks for giving out to trick-or-treaters. Oh. Uh, so that's what she had ordered. So it was basically a sampler of all of their different uh Halloween-related tracks. I went on that uh, website after Haley's Comet called in about it uh, recently. You can buy them. They're very inexpensive. They're like, what, 20 cents or something? And her theory on that was she was convinced that the kids would trade them back and forth so that each get yes. a little more Jesus that way. Yeah, collect them all. Gotta catch them all. Mother's a fucking psychopath. Delusional psychopath. Hey, Sandro, uh, cat lady. You asked if it was common among women to share vibrators or, or sex toys, rather. Um, and I don't know if it's common to share them, per se. We definitely ask each other, like, oh, how, how do you like this one? Like, did it yeah, that's a, yeah, that's recommending sex toys to your girlfriend. That's one thing. But actually using a fucking, you know, a, a dildo that's been in your snatch? You a mind-blowing orgasm, like... How did it feel? And then, like, I know, even, even in the, the um, you know, Pussy Posse channel, uh, we have talked about it. Because I've been like, hey, do you do you guys know what a clit sucker is? And somebody, I don't know if I remember, had to be like, oh, yeah, those are fucking amazing. Like, they're very powerful. I'm like, okay, good, because I need powerful things to uh, suck the clit. Um, but, 
Today we learn Level 80 Cat Lady likes her clit sucked. I have, she likes the sucking action on a clit. I've actually borrowed a sex toy, and you might laugh when I tell you who I borrowed it from, because it was uh, the guy that raped me, but before he raped me, we were dating. I mean, that's why it's called date rape. But um, when we were dating, he used a vibrator on me, and then he let me borrow it. For a few months, and then um, I brought it back, and we broke up, and then you know, a couple months later, they raised me. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the answer. But you felt silly for returning that vibrator. You know, after he raped you, when you're leaving his house, you should have just stole that vibrator, took it right back. It's the least he could give you for all the trouble he put you through. Well, thank you for all of the information, uh, Level 80. Let's move on to the next caller here. Hey, Boo. It's uh, Sideshow Freak and Patreon fuckboy Al Jolson calling. Uh, I was listening to your, uh, the show where you talk about that Microsoft press conference. Everyone was the, describing themselves. And yeah. Using was that weird to you? Pronouns and shit. That real, just real fucking cringy shit. Hi, my name is Sarah. I've got blonde hair. Uh, my pronouns are she and her. I've got tidy pussy lips and short but trimmed pubic hair. If you really want to paint a picture, you know, I mean, just go go the whole nine. He's the guy who described himself as having glasses and a beard. Uh, he left out the fact that he seems to be like a four-year-old guy with a fucking mohawk. If anybody it's else- almost like he didn't want to admit that to the blind people. He, he purposely left the mohawk, mohawk part out. Yeah, that man and describing what he looks like. They probably wouldn't mention the glasses of the beard. They mentioned the fucking mohawk. He yeah. Was the single most important identifying detail about himself. You're absolutely right. Unbelievable. Again, I think he's ashamed. He doesn't want to be made fun of by the blind people. All right. Next up, yeah. Hey, Sam. It's Dave from Lincoln again. Sorry to call again, but I just saw the new ABBA album came out uh, yesterday, and you seemed very excited <laughs> about that, so uh, enjoy. I listened to it. I ran out of things to listen to on my, you know, eight hours driving this weekend, and I uh, queued up the new ABBA, so- or ABBA album, listened to it straight through. It, you know, it's it's ABBA. You know, I don't know why I said I was excited. Did I say I was excited for it? I don't know. It's not something I'll be listening to a lot, Uh there's like one or two songs that are catchy. I must have just been like in an ABBA mood that day when I brought it up on the show. Because honestly, I, I can't see myself like adding these songs into heavy rotation. As I was looking for stuff to play, you know, um, on my drive, I, um, I, I loaded up that playlist that Spotify creates for you. You know, your top songs of 2020. And my top song, it's like... So, yeah, it's a song from the 90s. It's not Toad the Wet Sprocket. It's uh, a song from a band called Sponge. Oh, this is such a great song. Cloud. Hold on. Let me get to the lyrics here. Will I wake up my uh, that's the shit right there. Again, it's my top played song of 2020. I know none of the lyrics. I have no idea what they're saying here. I know, say a prayer for me. That's like, oh, God, are they a religious band? <laughs> Did I fall into that trap again? What will change us or will we mess up? <laughs> that uh, was my number one song. And then the next one is, oh, this is a collective soul. You can tell I don't really deviate much from like, like you can, you can tell the type of music I listen to, right? Oh, it all kind of sounds the same. I'm very limited in, in scope to what I like. God, it's so good. How could you not like that song? It's so good. Oh, yeah, that song, too. Yeah, I'm all over the place. There's a there's a Matthew Sweet song in there. There's Toadies. <laughs> they all literally sound like the same fucking song. Yeah, I know. I'm an old man. Don't care. But you know what? It's, uh, I guess it's better than ABBA. Okay. 
All right. Uh, next up here, let's do one more, and then we'll call it a day. Hey, Tim, this is Ziggo. I'm glad you're enjoying the r slash fake disorder cringe subreddit. It's really good, and I'm very glad I shared it with you. Oh, you're the one to blame. God damn, is that an infuriating subreddit. Thank you, though. I love it. Um, I was going to pull a Haley's comment here and just give my own theory about what's happening with all those kids who are claiming to have DID. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have a psychology degree, so I kind of know what I'm talking about, I guess. As opposed to Haley's comment, who just talks out of his ass. Okay, go. Yeah, (laughs) I Uh, see what you're saying here. um, My theory is that they are not aware of how symptoms of uh, psychological disorders work, because they are often a matter of degree, um, which means that it's about the about how often you have them and about how intense the symptom gets when you have it. So, for example, it's the difference between forgetting to take out laundry once or twice versus forgetting it ten times and then still having trouble getting yourself to get up and actually get it before you forget again and having that happen to most of your chores. I think you lost me. For most of the days. Um, And so being a teenager, naturally you'll have trouble figuring out what kind of person you want to be. And especially if you're going through a rough time, you might feel like sometimes you're really sad and sometimes you're really happy. And it's like you're different people sometimes. If you also then... So you don't think that this they're just... They're, they're making this up on purpose just to, just to like fit in or because they think it's cool? You don't think that's part of it? I think a lot of the kids are doing that. Also, I think like, you know, we all have like an inner monologue. You know, like, our, you know, we say, what do I say to myself? You know, like, you, you, you know, when you think of something, you're thinking of it almost in a voice. Do you think they're confusing that with a like a personality in their head? You know what I mean? Are they just fucking retarded? Go on to develop these personalities that you think you might have. You might find that, like how when a writer writes a book, the characters might start to live their own lives. They find that these little characters they're role-playing might start to... Uh, develop some sort of personality of their own that's just natural part of the creative process that they then mistake for yeah. something very serious that's going on in their head. Right. Um, that's my own theory. I hope they grow out of it, but unfortunately the internet is forever. Um, I hope they... What would happen if they don't grow out of it? And we have like this whole generation of kids who like grew up on TikTok, now adults and like running things. Like, you know, the president of the United States, members of Congress or whatever, business leaders. Good God, we are fucked in so many ways. All right, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me, show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, it's oh God. You trying to take my shoe? By the way, I am backed up on my uh, Patreon voicemails in addition to the regular voicemails, but we will catch up. I think there's like, a lot of duplicate calls. Love Lady Cat Lady called in like seven times. I think Vlad called in. He must have been messing around with the party line. And then there's a couple other calls. So it's not too bad. We'll catch up tomorrow. All right, uh, guys, have a great day. I will see you back tomorrow if and only if you're Sideshow members. Yes. Tomorrow's podcast is going to be Sideshow exclusive. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up, superfreaksideshow.com. Otherwise, I will see you back on Wednesday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, I was almost uh, raped by a succubus or an incubus. I'm not sure what that is. See, it's a beautiful, appears as a beautiful woman, and I was entranced. And then she turned into an old hag, and she tried to suffocate me by sitting on my chest. And um, I rebuked it in the name of Jesus. It fled. But I believe this is a spirit of infirmity, uh, because that's why I suffer from chronic uh, gastrointestinal ailments because of this uh, demon lady. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.